Hello everyone, welcome back to the Alan Weed Fight Show. My name is Alan Weed, your host, and we have a lot to get it into today, so let's get right into it. First of all, I want to congratulate Dustin Poirier on that phenomenal performance against Conor McGregor. He came out and he showed out um, the exact same thing to Michael Chandler. I was one of those people that countered him out immediately against Dan Hooker. I'm like, Dan Hooker's way too tough for this guy. Um, Bellator doesn't, I thought Bellator didn't have any of the same competition the UFC had. And apparently I was wrong. Michael Chandler knocked him out in the halfway through the first round. Absolute insanity. A lot of money was lost this weekend on these two fights alone. A lot of money. These two upsets make the lightweight division super, super interesting. If you didn't see it, uh, Dustin Poirier had a second-round TKO against Conor McGregor via right hook. It was a super impressive performance in general, but especially against an elite striker. And somebody is hyped up into this fight as Conor McGregor. Dustin Poirier was such a big underdog. I forget the number right now, but he was such a big underdog. The Vegas had him, like, one in a million chance. And he he's that one in a million, folks. This guy is insane. But I feel like people reacted the wrong way to this. After the fight, looking at people's impressions, I heard a lot of Connor, Connor lost it. He's not the same person he was anymore. He's past his prime. He's overrated. I heard a bunch of bullshit like that, right? Connor is still Connor McGregor. He hasn't lost that skill set. He hasn't lost the ability to land with that left that left hand, that tough, that touch of death. But Connor is in a much different place right now than he was with that first fight against uh, Dustin. Some people are crazy enough to do this. Floyd Mayweather is crazy enough to do this. But Connor McGregor, he's seem he's seeming to come down to earth a little. When you start your career on welfare, in a very uh, down place in your life. And you have a hundred mil in the bank right now, just at ease. You have kids and a wife, well, an engaged female. I don't know what to call it. Um, her. Sorry. <laughs> when you have kids and a wife, I'm just gonna call her his wife. When you have kids and a wife, and a hundred mil in the bank, you might not have the same that same hunger for the glory and the pride that might take a back seat. But he's still an insane fighter. And Dustin, people aren't giving him enough credit. Like People are saying he's washed up, that Connor was washed up, which I believe takes away from Dustin's performance. Dustin is an insane fighter. He put up arguably the best performance against Khabib. It's between him and Connor. He landed that early, that early takedown against Connor, which got him... Which took some of that took some of that initial spike out of uh, Connor's punches, and Connor got back up. I believe Connor won the first round. I'm with Faraz Sahabi on this. I've listened to people much smarter than me in this sport. Faraz Sahabi being one of them. If you don't know who Faraz Sahabi is, he's the coach, or yeah, still the coach of GSP, Georgia Saint Pierre, and the person who runs TriStar Gym up in Montreal, Canada. Yeah, I got off track there. 
Dustin Poirier put up an amazing performance. He threw some super hard leg kicks. If you've never taken a leg kick before, I beg you to take one right now. Quit what you're doing and have somebody kick you in the leg with all their force. You won't be able to stand. He had that and showed phenomenal boxing prowess. He is undeniable to fight for that belt. But the real question is who's gonna who's gonna dance with him? Who's gonna do that tango uh, for the belt? There are so many options I love in this lightweight division. What are my favorites? My favorites personally, and where I think this will division will be heading after this last weekend. Let me just say, all of these are assuming that Khabib stays retired, and obviously, all of these will include Poirier because. He's, he deserves it. He obviously deserves this. That being said, I think the biggest fight, and by biggest I mean the most money to be gained fight, is Connor versus Poirier 3. I know, Connor just lost. I'm not saying this is the best option. I'm saying this is the biggest fight. They're both 1-1 one one with a finish. Um, I think Poirier knows that Connor knows this, and Connor obviously knows this, now is it the best fight to make? Probably not. Connor just lost, um, like I just said. He's number six in the rankings, and the rankings don't mean shit, but it's what we have. Um, what I think they will do with Connor, or what I think they should do with Connor. Connor Diaz 3. Connor asked for it after the fight. He's like, I might. I might do this trilogy fight, or I might do the Diaz trilogy fight. Either way, I think Connor Connor will fight again a couple more times in 2021. Hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, knock on wood. But the COVID bans will be lifted. And hear me out. Hear me out. Dublin, Ireland. Hmm? Hmm? McGregor Diaz 3 in Dublin, Ireland. Sell out. The biggest arena in Dublin. I'm not sure what that's called. It'll sell out immediately. It'll be an insane event with fans, even without fans. Even if they have to have it in the Apex or at Fight Island, it'll be an enormous event because, because of that rivalry and the bad blood that still might be there. Now, I've taken McGregor out of the equation. I... For the rest of this, I assume he's fighting Diaz. <clears throat> he fights Diaz. Now, who are we left with? We are left with Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, and Charles Oliveira, who I will only be referring to as Charlie Olives. <clears throat> who I will only be referring to as Charlie Olives from now on, because I love that name. The only other person that I'd possibly uh, consider in this division as well is. Uh, Tony Ferguson who um, but I think he needs to prove himself against somebody like Rafael De Santos or even Dan Hooker who we just saw fight against uh, Michael Chandler who I think wants to prove himself as well because who we saw last weekend was not Dan Hooker I don't know who it was but it wasn't it's not that tough motherfucker that I know I would say the way to go is Gaethje versus Poirier too but Poirier just beat him in 2018 by a pretty decisive stoppage in the fourth round. So, the best fight to go, I think, is Dustin versus Olives. Charlie Olives. 
that that that's a phenomenal fight to make. And that's the issue. All of these fights are great. I'd pay good money to watch any of them. I probably will end up paying good money to watch all of them. Um, yeah, this is such a stacked division. Possibly the best division we've seen in U- not only UFC, but MMA history. Um, he just added a new kid out on the block. Michael Chandler. Holy shit. What a fucking performance against against Dan Hooker. He knocked him out halfway through the first round. This guy impressed the shit out of me. Not the kind of performance I was expecting at all. It, If Michael Chandler was to get the win, I expected him to take Hooker down and just keep him there and just kind of punch at him throughout the whole night. Kind of like the Chiesa versus Neil Magny fight. Just take him to the ground, wear him out, and just dog on him. You know? But <laughs> through scary hands, scary hands against Dan Hooker and knocked him out halfway through the first round. I'd like to see him fight Gaethje. I think that could be a huge fight, um, especially if it was in like a very like mid like Midwest, very in a very American town, you know, because both these guys are like, kind of like that small town, a small town good old boy kind of vibe, you know, like classic American dudes. Um, this might work as a title eliminator. Yeah. Also on that card was Ma Miradov. I think I I'm saying that name right. Uh, Miradov put on the fight of the night against. Andrew Sanchez, a phenomenal middleweight performance by him. He is on and will stay on my radar now. I'm excited to watch that guy's career. He's pretty young too, I think. I need to check up on that, but he's pretty young, I believe. Amanda Rebus got TKO'd in the second round by Marina Rodriguez. Rebus won the first round in my book. She took her down and just kind of held her there. Um, Then Marina knocked her down in the first round. She thought the ref stopped the fight. He didn't. He was just getting in close to see what's happening, cause, like a ref should do. So she walked away. The ref was like, what the fuck are you doing? She turned back, threw a quick flurry at Rebus, and ended the fight there. But it was very, very funny to watch and just see it go down. See it go down. Joanne Calderwood put up a unanimous decision against Jessica I. Not a lot to say about it, but it was there. Calderwood looked really good. I'm excited to see what she does next. And this is a fight show, folks, so we're not just covering MMA, even though MMA is most of it. We'll cover a bit of boxing, too. In boxing this week, it was announced that there will be a passing of the torch ceremony of sorts at the featherweight division. Ryan Garcia will fight Manny Pacquiao, the Pac-Man himself at a catchweight in an exhibition match. A date hasn't been announced yet, but I will let you know when it is. The uh, I have zero clue how it's going to go. I really do. Because Pacquiao is old. He's taken a lot of damage in his career. And Ryan Garcia is young and super fast. Some of the fastest hands we've seen, in my opinion. I'm also very young in boxing, and there's a lot of old old heads that have seen a lot more than I have. But Ryan better be ready for Prime Pac-Man or something close to it because he isn't going to pass the torch that easily. He's 
it'll be it'll be a great fight, even though it's just an exhibition. I'm excited for it. This weekend there is another solid card. It is uh, Alistair Overeem versus Volkov, two older guys, uh, 37 and 32 respectively. Um, both on their last runs at the heavyweight division. Overeem has an absolute insane record of 47 and 18. 47 and 18. This <laughs> this man is insane. And I think he takes it Saturday as well. I think his uh, kickboxing is way too sophisticated for Volkov. And I think he'll get a finish. Um, it's a five-round fight. Maybe uh, third round. That's I guess that's my prediction. Is a third round TKO or KO for Alistair Overeem. But you guys know how terrible I am at predicting fights. I've I only got I've only gotten one right on this show so far. Now is Calderwood last week. Hopefully I get this one right too. In the co-main event, Corey Sanhagen is taking on Fred uh Frankie Edgar. They're going at it as well at 135. Corey Sanhagen left 2020 with two phenomenal performances. A first round submission against Aljamain Sterling and a second round TKO against Marlon Morales. Um, not the Spider-Man. <laughs> I think this fight will be a bit closer in the last than those two, but I think uh, Corey Sanhagen gets it done. Yeah. I mean, but you can't count out Fra- Frankie Edgar. He's such an experienced veteran with so many great fights under his belt. He he's no, he knows what he's doing in there, and they think he still has some gas left in the tank. Hopefully, Corey uh, Sandhagen can can pull it out. I think he will, but we'll see. And if anything, if we learned anything from last week's cards, especially uh, only Saturday, only Saturday. It's it's a fight. It's a cage fight. They're locked in a steel cage. Fucking anything can happen. Anything can happen. A first round knockout by a by a wrestler can happen against a known striker. That fucking one of the biggest undercards of 2020 so far. 2021. My bad. Not that hellhole we called 2020. 2021, one of the biggest underdogs of 2021 so far, can upset one of the biggest stars this sport hit, any sports have ever seen. But that is it for today's show, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If there's anything you want me to talk about or any topics you want me to cover, feel free to let me know. You can DM me or comment on one of my posts. Um, you can follow me uh, um, on my socials. At Twitter at Alan Weed Ten, Instagram at a period weed one, Snapchat at a period weed with three e's. Again, that is Twitter, Alan Weed Ten, Instagram a period weed one, or Snapchat a period weed with three e's. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I will see you in the next one. See ya.